to be an ally is to be able to give voice to things that are just not right when it's really hard to do so. Welcome to Race in the Workplace, a limited series brought to you by the Voices of Energy podcast. This series highlights the best conversations from our engagements with Black energy professionals and leaders on topics around racism in this country and more specifically energy organizations. We have compiled and categorized their insights to serve as a guide for you to implement change in your workplace. I'm Katie Maynard, founder and CEO of Ally Energy. I'll now pass it off to fellow Ally staff member, Amy Deaton, who is the MC for this series. This is Race in the Workplace. I'm Amy Deaton, and today's episode is about the courage to speak up. In our last episode, we touched on the importance of speaking up as a way to exercise allyship. For both Black and non-Black individuals alike, speaking out against injustice can be very effective, but can also require deep courage and a will to take risks. So how can you grow the courage to speak up in your own organizations? We asked our guests their advice on what speaking up looks like and the tools needed to do it. Gordy Bannister Jr. offers a sage analogy that may change your perspective on why speaking up is most necessary. Gordy is the former CEO of Era Energy and a member of the Dow Board of Directors. If we use a safety analogy, it would be irresponsible as a leader to walk past an unsafe act and not intervene and not do something. It would be, quite frankly, it's irresponsible. And by the way, if you are in a company that believes in people-centric principles that where, where people care about each other in the workplace, you would talk to your colleague if you saw them doing something that was an unsafe act, right? I mean, so it's about caring for people. So in this situation or in, in this situation involving racism, I think we need to have the exact same approach. We have to say to ourselves, do we really care about the people who, who we're working around? So if you don't, then this is probably not a conversation for you, right? I mean, if, if you don't care about the people who you work around, well then, okay, maybe you have a different view of this. But I think, you know, everybody who I ever worked around, I always believed that I, I, I cared about them. I don't, I'm not saying that we were really deep friends and did all sorts of things or whatever, but I cared about them. I, I wanted them to, to thrive. I wanted them to survive. And so I, to me, the issue of racism is exactly the same thing. So if we witness something that is a racist act, then we should do something about it. We should find a way to muster the energy to say something about it and to do something about it and to intervene. Now that takes some courage. It takes some risk, but it actually, quite frankly, is something that everybody needs to begin to get their heads around. And by the way, I think that the thousands of people who were in the streets protesting the George Floyd death murder, they were all saying, enough is enough. I need to do something. I need to say something. I think that's what everybody was doing. And so now for me in the corporate world, in the boardroom or talking to chief executives, talking to my colleagues, I need to say something. I need to say, look, okay, what are we going to do? What steps are we going to take to actually make this different? Later on in our discussion with Gordy, he shares his insights specifically on how Black individuals should evaluate the decision to speak up. I think it starts with people examining who they are. 
I, I used to tell people a lot that at the end of the day, you have to first start with who are you? You have to understand your personal strengths and weaknesses, and you have to be secure in who you are as a human being and who you are as an individual. And then you have to begin to outline for yourself, what do you want for yourself? What's your vision? And then you need to act on that. So now having said that, that's really hard work and that's really tough work, especially if you are feeling pressure to stay in the job, you are feeling pressure to provide for your family, you don't want to lose the job, you, you, you got politics swirling around you in your organization and in your system, and you don't feel like you are supported. So I think it, it, it's incumbent upon, whether it's women, blacks, Hispanic, anybody, find a support system that can help you stay grounded and stay who you are, where you can vent and where you can express yourself. Then it becomes a matter of courage. It becomes a matter of, can you get over the inertia of the risk you feel like is represented by making a statement, by taking a stand, by doing something? Can you get over that and find a way to engage somebody? Look around for people who, who may be allies, who may have similar thought processes, who may have said something where you say, hey, this may be a person who I can talk to about this. And, and the same holds true for whites in the workplace who are looking to become allies, is be on the lookout for people who may be like-minded. To me, the first thing in trying to bridge this gap, and that's really what I'm trying to do here, is I'm trying to serve as a bridge. But the first way to bridge that gap is to acknowledge the problem. And the inertia against taking a stand is even stronger for Black women in the workplace. This is a common theme in the book, The Energy Within Us, which was written by five African-American female energy execs. We had the privilege of meeting with these women to hear their stories of grit in an industry that often seemed pitted against them. One of the authors, Carolyn Green, who is a managing partner of Energreen Capital Management, discusses how critical it is for Black women to stand up and speak up for themselves. It's interesting that right now in the political discourse, there's a lot of talk about the vice presidential candidates, particularly those of color, being ambitious. And that is, it's said pejoratively. And it relates to the notion of the angry Black woman or the Black woman who is somehow not a woman because she's too strong, etc. We've had to deal with that our entire careers. In fact, I had someone uh, in a job tell me that I was too impatient when I was leaving the company for another opportunity. They told me, well, you should wait. You're, you're just too impatient. And several years later, when I was back at that company interviewing for a, an officer-level job, that person apologized to me, saying, I was wrong, you were right. If you had remained here, you would not be in a position to interview for this job. We have to own our own destiny, and we can't be held back by people's perception that we ought to be less assertive, not aggressive, but assertive, that we should articulate clearly what our wants and needs are we can do it in a way that is respectful and should, and should do that, but we've got to 
be the, the navigators of our careers. And we need to support each other in doing that like the other vice presidential candidates are doing with each other. They're, they're saying, this is not right. This is not acceptable to label someone pejoratively as ambitious. We are ambitious, and that's a good thing. Carolyn and the other four authors of The Energy Within Us are trailblazers for Black women in energy, and it was their fearlessness towards speaking up that allowed them to break down many of the barriers that held them back. But that's not to say that it always worked. It definitely wasn't without some risk. I'll leave you with some parting words from Rose McKinney James, who is another author of the book and a managing principal of McKinney James and Associates and Energy Works. It's the notion of these practices being embedded that can be so challenging when you're trying to advance in your chosen career. And so that's when you need people who are enlightened, who will acknowledge it, who will take steps to address it within your your organizations. And sometimes you're the person who has to call it out, and that may mean that you aren't successful uh, in that organization, but it doesn't mean you can't be successful in another. Thanks for listening to this episode of Race in the Workplace. For more in this series, tune in to the next episode and look out for other new content coming soon. This is The Voices of Energy.